This is David Hamilton, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Fulham Focus Podcast. My name's Matt Wachler, and it's been a summer of change at Fulham as we draw a line under yet another failed Premier League campaign to look ahead to what we hope will be a solid push for promotion from the Championship under the guidance of Marco Silva. Here all refreshed, rested and ready to look ahead to the new season, Matt Dom, Morgan Cowson and Dylan Chavas. So once again, let's get this show on the road. Fulham. Right lads, welcome back. How's your summer been, Morgs? Yeah, not bad. Uh, well, now that the summer's actually kicked in, it's... Uh... Hmm. Yeah, summer of football, a couple of weeks off, and now time to get back into it again. How about you, Dylan? You doing all right, mate? Uh, yeah, no, pretty much the same, to be honest, as Morgan. Uh, summer of football, a few weeks off, and then straight back into it now, really. Starting with the game on Saturday. Get the disappointment out of the way of uh, Euro 2020 nice and quick and get back to being disappointed about Fulham. How are you, Matt Dom? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I did a I did a hundred mile walk. Actually, sorry, I lie. I um, <laughs> Morgan did that, and I, I met him at the finish line, so that was quite good. <laughs> yeah, how was it? Uh, I want to say it was fun, but that would be a lie. Um, it, had, it had its moments. It was brutal. We raised about eighteen hundred quid in the end, so not a bad. Oh, very good. On that. Nice one. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, Matt Don met me at the finish line. Uh, trudged from. His car, the six feet to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Back in. And then he took me to the, the pub. pub. <laughs> so, all, all was good. Dom, Dom, did you get a picture of yourself at the finish line? Thumbs up. <laughs> Wiping the sweat from your brow. <laughs> I, I got one. I got one while I was waiting for him. He, he took a bit of bit of time getting there, bless him. But... Yeah, yeah, sorry about that, mate. Sorry, sorry to you <laughs> to wait round for him as well, for goodness sake. Yeah, shocking. Terrible. Well... Back to football then. So how good is it to be going back to live football in person this season, lads? I can't wait. Yeah, I think even though Saturday is just a friendly, getting back into it. <clears throat> I mean, this will be the first game I was at since the one just before uh, uh, lockdown hit. So what's that, about 17 months or something now? And so it's just going to be just to be back in the ground and see, you know, obviously see what's happened with the Riverside stand, see, just get that feeling of being within a ground again. And it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, once yeah. I've gotten over the eyesore home shirt, I think Saturday should be a an enjoyable experience. I mean, the last game I went to was the Newcastle game. Obviously, that was not, like nothing near a a normal match day. Uh, so yeah, really, really looking forward to going back, and it should be good to see a couple of the new players in. And then um, I think the next one after that will be Huddersfield away if everything goes to plan. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. I mean. The last championship season was ended pretty well, didn't it? But um, the only the only downside was that you, you had to watch that final at home, which was which was a real shame because we all know how how good that first one was. So I want to say hopefully that again, but hopefully it's uh, top two this time, really, because um, I don't think I could go through another another playoff campaign. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great to get back out there, watch the players. Shame I couldn't see some of them. Some of them from last season. I quite I quite liked some of the players from last season. It's a shame I never got to see them live. Um, but you know, we move on, don't we? We do. And let's touch upon that kit that Dylan just uh, referenced there. So the new home and away kits came out today, and the home kit I quite like. I don't mind the pinstripes. 
I, I do quite like it, aside from the fact that it's got that awful Technicolor logo across the front. I mean, the away one's black with uh, like a, a greyish sponsor. Why couldn't we have just had the greyish sponsor or a, a black sponsor across the front of the, the home kit? I quite like it. All right. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's it's a bit of a sort of eyesore when you first see it, but I've kind of warmed to it. And I think, you know, it's a, something a little bit different. I, I want to see it in person. You know, it's all one and good seeing the pictures. I want to see it in person. And then if it doesn't, if it is quite um, still an eyesore at the end of uh, end of that, then fair enough. But yeah, I don't mind it at all. Bit of colour in, bit of colour in our lives. Never hurt anyone. Yeah, it, look, it looks a little bit like that. The the season was it the season before we went down the very first time. Uh, Berbatov was playing in it. That I think it was FX Pro. A little mm. bit like that with the pinstripes. I mean, I I don't care that much about the kit. Um, I don't really. I don't buy them <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, just you know, no real reason for that. But um, it's just uh, yeah, I'm not that bothered by the kit. Um, more more importantly, we're going to go back to the cottage and see the see the players. Yeah, that's probably the most important thing. The home kit's not quite my cup of tea. I'm not sure it's my cup of coffee either, but uh, the away kit looks nice. It's, uh, it's, it's more plain and simple. Piss. Yeah, or a cup of piss. <laughs> a cup of melted crayons maybe on the front. Yeah, uh, yeah no. That, the most yeah. important thing will be seeing the players in it uh, at the weekend. Yeah, the, the away kit's a bit like um, way back, one of our early Premier League away kits. The, I think it was a Betfair, the, the Betfair as a sponsor. Um, just a nice plain black kit, proper how it should be. You know, if you, you, you your shirt's white, your away kit should be black, right? And your third nice kit, of course, will be yellow. Is oh, that the same as loss? Is that what we're going with the yellow kit? I, I expect so. Yeah, that's what normally happens, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The away kit from the previous season becomes a third kit. But I wonder what colour the... Is it World, World Mobile? I wonder what colour that's going to be on the yellow. Well, purple and yellow go together hand in hand. I mean, you know, any fashionista would tell you that. <laughs> All right, mate, I'll take your word for that. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on. That's more than enough about the kit. Um, we've got a new manager in Marco Silva. Let's just get your thoughts on him now, the Fulham manager saga that was dragged out for a long time over the summer has settled down. We did do a podcast solely about that, but um, I don't think you guys were on it. So so let's get your thoughts on Marco Silva. Dylan first. Um, well, obviously, the jury's still out with him. I was doing a bit of research earlier about him. I found he's managed 325 games in his managerial career and won 164. But most of those seem to have come with Olympiacos and Sporting Lisbon in Portugal. So obviously not the English leagues. Seems like he was ma- managing sort of around 1.2 points a game with Everton, Watford and Hull. But the jury's still out because I think Hull was obviously a poor squad. Watford, maybe similar to Fulham and Everton, probably maybe a notch above where we are now. But it'll be interesting to see how he can do. I think he's a high calibre manager for the championship. So... um yeah, looking forward to seeing how he does. Brilliant stuff, mate. Well, Dylan, our new signing's done his research and got some stats together. Come on, Morgs and Matt Don, what have you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> I have no stats, uh, but I do have an Everton fan, mate, who is, uh, wasn't sort of waxing particularly lyrical about him. Uh, says he tends to use about the same subs every every game and plays the same sort of football regardless. And But hopefully in the time that he's been away, he's learned a bit more. Uh, about his style as you say he's he is a high caliber manager he's never managed in the championship it will be it will be exciting because it is a fresh start and I think we're all a bit sort of drained by Parkable 
definitely by the end of the season, if not before. So I think it's just going to be quite interesting to see how he handles some of these players, especially handling some of these players who were disappointed by the way Parker managed them uh, with the transition from Championship to Premier League last time. So if he's got some of those players back on side, fantastic. That's sort of half the battle. Um, and next is, you know, navigating our way through 46 very tough games over the course of uh, nine months. And of course, Dormy brings Lewis Bohemorse with him as his assistant, one of your favourites. What a legend. I mean, he's, he's everyone's favourite, isn't he? I'll, I'll, anyone who watched him play, I think you've, you've got to say he's up, up there in your top three of all time. Um, can't really speak for him as, a, as an assistant, but um, he's, he's that link to the club, right? So I think that's really important to have. Um, I wonder. I wonder with Silver if he's having a bit of a bit of a say in the signings that we've we've been bringing in. Um, I, obviously, I'm just I'm just guessing. None of us really know what's going on, but it seems it seems like you know, Harry Harry Wilson and potentially um, what's his name, the new guy from Swansea, seem like seem like Grimes. upgrades to me. Like from what we, Matt Grimes, yeah, they seem like upgrades, and and definitely in in areas I think we we need. Um, we need players and they look like decent attacking options. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing us attack again um, and whether whether or not it was the players weren't good enough or whether they were kind of being held in a leech last season. That, that's going to be something interesting to see. Well, it's been a strange sort of few days, I would say, aside from the kit. Obviously, Scott Parker left a little while ago now, but K-Mac was released as was Marcus Bessinelli, who's today signed for Chelsea as uh, third choice, which I think is a bizarre decision um, on his part. But, you know, it's nothing to do with me anymore. Not that it was in the first place anyway, to be honest. But um, And, of course, uh, Stefan Johansson signed permanently for QPR the other day, which um, which was a bit of a shame to see him go as well. And it's kind of really bringing an end to the era of that, that Slavisa Jakanovic promotion season. Are there any players who are still with the squad, lads, who you think deserve a second, third, or maybe even fourth chance this season under the new manager? And are you disappointed to see the old guard leave? Uh, I'm sad to see the old guard leave, but I think it was always going to have to end at some point. And I feel like in terms of the players at the club, I feel like we've needed a fresh slate for a while, even though that squad was so good in that season, uh, getting us up. But uh, and it's, this is obviously one way to go about getting one. I'd like to see um, Stephen Sessegnon given another chance, but also someone new bought in just in case he's not up to scratch. Because I don't think I can actually take another season of watching Cyrus Christie. Um, also, who did I think of? What's his face, uh, Michael Hector. Uh, obviously, was great for us in the second half of the last Championship season, but then was sort of cast aside by Scott Parker after that Aston Villa loss at the start of the season, and we never really got to see him again. But I still think he's got a point to prove at championship level. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Cyrus Christie. He was he was one of the ones that came to mind who I think could have a, a you know another chance with us because I think there's a really good player in there. We've seen we've seen flashes of it. For whatever reason, you know, he hasn't been in favour with, with managers. He's always had probably kind of been second choice a lot of time. Maybe it will be again if if Kenny Tete stays. But I think I think there's a good player in there, and I think um, with the right manager, certainly with a manager who maybe attacks down down with the wing backs a bit more, he he could have a say for us. Um, so I'm I'm expecting if he stays, I'm expecting him to 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 have a have quite a decent season. I think, and another one who's sort of 
the player who's kind of been with us forever, isn't he? Cabano. In the last, towards the end of the last season, when we got promoted, he, you know, he scored, he was on fire, wasn't he? And I just wonder if, with a bit of a run in the team, with a manager who tells him to to run at players, there's there's maybe a player in there somewhere. I think I think there's, I think he's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's going to leave. He's going to be part of the squad. So maybe he's maybe definitely a squad player. Maybe he'll step up. Yeah, he's a squad player. He's no. I mean, he's I'm not no saying he's going to start. I don't think. I don't think he's like. I just games, don't think he's like but... good. Really. I... But you know, he's I've, he's a, I've, I've had that a decent player, but he's but... certainly not someone that you'd want sort of being uh you know kept on in the starting 11 every game unless thing, you know the thing is though when ball. when he was playing and when he was starting he looked really good towards the end of the last promotion season right and the difference was he was starting games then and his whole time his whole career with us he's he's kind of come on for 20 25 minutes 15 minutes towards the end of games to, to hold up the ball and do a job Maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe Marcus Silva can get something out of him. Maybe Lewis Bermorte can get something out of him. Um, because if, if there's anyone in our squad who's, <laughs> I'm not going to compare the two, but has a similar kind of you know good quick 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 feet, good with the ball, can run at players. Maybe maybe there's something we can get out of him. So, but then know. is just, that just, just is throwing that, him out there? Is that an argument for Knockart as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, you know, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe he's going to come back and he... No, he's not changed, does he? He'll never change. Um, but The worrying thing with Knockout, right, is he went out on loan last season um, to a manager who he's who has got the best out of him in the past. And he didn't, as far as I could tell, I didn't, obviously didn't watch him all the time, but I, I don't think he did a particularly good job there. Um, maybe he's just had his day. Well, my uh, uh, my mate who I did the walk with, we were talking about that because he's a Forest fan, and he was saying that yeah, Knockart is just uh, incredibly frustrating at all times. I was like, okay, well he didn't change mm-hmm. then. Uh, whereas he said about Cyrus Christie was that when he started, he was terrible. By the time it was the end of the season, that all the fans were disappointed to see him leave. So you know, I don't have anything against Christie. I think he's he's all right. He's dependable. Um, he's had a few shockers, but then in, you know, other times he's quite sort of, um, you know, he's not a, a bad option there. But obviously, if we have Tete still there, then definitely start him. Uh, I, I think that pushes um, Steven Sessignon down the uh, down the pecking order. But I don't, I don't know what formation does um, Silver play. Dylan, I guess that was for you. Uh, I have, <laughs> really have no idea. I'm guessing it'll be four at the back, though. I mean, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if it's four at the back, yeah, then you've got to have Tete and then probably looking at Joe Bryan, if not Robinson, if, unless he goes beside some, someone else. Uh, but I think, yeah, you're right. Hector, like to see him get a bit more game time. Um, I guess Tosin would be playing there. But in um, midfield, I want to see Onoma get some more game time this time around. I thought, you know, he came really came into his own towards the end of that championship season. Obviously got injured. So I didn't play the first half of last season. Then was very much a bit player after that. But I think he showed uh, when we went up that he is, you know, he is a decent player. So hopefully Sylvan can get some uh, decent sort of a decent run of form out of him this time around. And in terms of up front, if Mitro doesn't want to stay at Fulham, then should we sell him and find a replacement or should we keep him at all costs? Yeah, I don't think there's any point keeping him if uh, if he if he doesn't want to be here because obviously you want a happy striker who's confident and scoring goals. 
But then again, the, the alternative to Mitrovic is Abubakar Kamara at the moment. So I think keep I'd him at all costs. Rather... Keep him at all costs. Keep him <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe a. Yeah, it's a tough one. But I think if he wanted to go, we do. We have had three, four good seasons out of him. Actually, maybe last season wasn't so good. But I mean, we have, we have it. We have enjoyed a fair good bit of form from him, and he scored a lot of important goals for us. And obviously, like the. When Johansson and McDonald left, he is going to leave eventually. It just depends when the right time is. But uh, obviously, he'll fetch a bit in the market, so we could find a capable replacement. I know we're linked with um, Rodrigo Muniz from Flamengo, I think in Brazil. But uh, I have to say, I don't know anything about him. But hopefully, if Mitro were to leave, he'd be a capable replacement. Well, he's only, he's only 20, I think, Muniz. Um, and he's heavily linked with Middlesbrough. And it looks like... Middlesbrough are the favourites to sign him as well, but I just I don't see the point. If if there's a chance of Mitrovic staying, then let's hang on to him because we know what he can do at this level. His form at this level is devastating, and even in uh, a team that didn't play to his strengths particularly last time he went up, he was still top scorer in the division. You give him a chance in in the penalty area, nine times out of ten, it's in the back of the net. He's he's a superb striker, particularly at this level. What do you reckon, Dom? Yeah, he is. It's is that thing there isn't there by when he's when he's happy he's superb at this level i just wonder what last season has done to him and if if it's ending like it did at it did at newcastle where he was unhappy um obviously we've changed the managers so that, that might have to say if he's unhappy he's not going to get the goals that that we expect from him and that he he should get at this level and if that's the case if he really wants to go then I think we probably need to let him go. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Silver is going to, you know, put his arm around him and say, "You're the main man." Um, you know, I'm part, you're part of the reason. Part of the reason yeah. I joined this club is because we've got a good squad, and you're a big part of that. So maybe he can convince him. Um, certainly in the training folks I've seen, he he looks happy, but you can't really judge too much from that, can you? If we keep him, I think we go back they up. Wouldn't play, they wouldn't put the unhappy shots in, would they? Him sort of sulking in the corner. <laughs> No, but 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 if he was unhappy, you probably wouldn't find any happy ones either. So, I don't I don't know. It's uh, I I hope I hope I really hope we can keep hold of him. Uh, I don't think you can, I don't think you can underestimate and underestimate the fact that fans are going to be back in the stadium and the relationship that the fans have with Mitrovic. Uh, yeah. There's there's a there's a massive love in with Mitrovic, and I think he loves the the Fulham fans as well, and and that could be a, a big pull in in him staying. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if, as we said this last time, when we went down, we thought maybe we can convince him to stay for a season, and get us back up. He's done that, and it worked, and we're back down again. Maybe it's even more difficult this time to convince him. Yeah. But, but, but who knows? If we can afford it, uh, and he wants to, then then let's absolutely do it. Even well, if it means been, getting for someone else. There haven't been any rumblings in the last couple of weeks for him leaving, have there? There was the talk of him no. going to Roma. And then uh, I think was it Dinamo Kiev or something like that uh, came yeah, with an offer. The Sixers or someone like that as well. Wasn't it? Yeah, something, something like that. Um, but you know, it's it is a tough one for him, I imagine. Because I imagine he's perfectly settled over here. He's got a decent contract. You know, if it, if he needs another season of just banging in, maybe he needs you know a season of scoring thirty goals to get his confidence back. This um, is the thing, though. He's 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 on that long term contract. 
and we spent a lot of money on him. So it's going to take quite a bit of money to break that contract. So is anyone, based on last season and his form last season, is anyone going to offer the money that we'd want for him? Right now? Probably not. Not at this point. I mean, <laughs> he's still relatively young. So, I mean, that could be sort of uh, something because yeah. it goes in his favour. And obviously his form at international level is pretty strong. And that's why I thought Italy would have been a good move for him. I think he's the kind of player that would work quite well over there. Um, but, as, you know, in terms of replacing him, that's a really difficult job. And I think that Mooners guy, I don't know anything about him. Um, if he's thinking that Middlesbrough is a better option than Fulham, then he needs his head checking. So I don't think he's ever seen Middlesbrough, <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, Plus, Neil Warlock's at Middlesbrough. He's got yeah. Colin at Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah, I think the, uh, the Middlesbrough tourist guide probably has some really good pictures in it if he's seen that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just, I, you don't want to be relying on a 20 year old untested Brazilian to come into the championship and replace 30 goals. You know, you need to bring in someone who's sort of at least knows the league or is a Premier League player who might not be getting sort of much um, game time, I guess. We can't, we can't replace him. There, there's not a single player out there, I don't think, that we could convince or afford who we could replace his goals this season. So it is vital for, for us as, in, as a club to go back up again. It's vital we keep hold of him. Like Gale. <laughs> Jason Kumas. We can certainly afford it. Definitely afford Kumas. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we've already bought in winger Harry Wilson from Liverpool, plus goalkeeper Paolo Gazaniga, who left Spurs in the summer. They both seem to be like decent signings at this level. Um, I don't know that much about Harry Wilson, though. Dylan, I'm hoping you can you can help me out here. Um, I've seen he's taken some good free kicks, so uh, kind of like Cabano. Um, Got a few mates who support Liverpool, and they actually said to me the other day that they'd rather have Harvey Elliott than Harry Wilson, which is uh, mildly <laughs> concerning. But I guess, um, okay. I guess Harvey Elliott is probably destined for big things. Um, but he seems to be impressive at Championship level. I saw he scored a good hat trick for Cardiff, who was with last season against, I think, Birmingham, two free kicks and a volley or something like that. Um, he's definitely a player who's got something special in his locker. But um, yeah, really, I don't know that much about him. But yeah, from what I've seen, he's been impressive. He did get sent off in his last game, though, against Denmark at the Euros for Wales. So, yeah. All right. And then Paolo Gazaniga. I mean, I had a quick look at his Wikipedia page earlier and it doesn't look like he's played that many games for anyone. So I'd be um, I'd be quite shocked if he was our number one this season. It feels like he's been brought in as uh, maybe the number two or even number three if Fabry sticks around. Oh, Fabry's number one. We all know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think Casemiro. I think he's coming. I think Fabri will probably be off. Um, I don't think does he want another. He won't want another season of being number three. I think, and I think Rodak needed a decent challenger for the number one shirt. And yeah. I think Casemiro. He's not going to stroll into the side. I think it's just decent competition for him. Uh, and Casemiro was half decent when he was at Southampton. I don't really know much about him. Spurs. I mean, he was just number two there. Uh, so. And he was at Elche or Elche or Ibar last season. I don't think he only played about eight games or something. So he's not he's not been first choice for a long time. So it would be slightly odd if they brought him in to be first choice without really sort of staking a claim. So I think Rodak has got a good chance of hold, uh, getting the jersey, but at the same time, he's now got uh, you know decent competition. So hopefully they'll um, spur each other on through the season. And hopefully he's learned something from Mariola over the last 12 months, nine months, whatever it was. 
That'd be another depressing one, wouldn't it? Ariola was linked with West Ham recently. But it'd be a good move for Ariola if he gets in the team. But it's just frustrating to see all these players that did really well, like Anderson signing for Palace today as well. Um, Ariola, if Ariola went to West Ham, just all of our better players are just strewn across London at all these all these other clubs, and it's just a bit of a shame. So, like it was a trial. We yeah. we got a load of players <laughs> yeah. on the trial for other teams yeah, to think oh, they're actually all right. yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. I do I do wonder if Gazaniga has been brought has been brought in as number one, to be honest. Just because he's he was on the bench at Spurs, wasn't he? He's I'm not sure how old he is, 29, 30, something like that. Twenty nine, yeah. Yeah. Um so he's of that that age where he's gonna be looking to be number one somewhere. I can't imagine a player with you know his caliber is gonna have join the championship team to to sit on the bench but, oh, what, but who knows what, what caliber though he's never played anywhere he's i think played, i think, well, I think Rodo. The, for the last eight years hasn't he something like I th- that i think um i think Rodo's one of the if not the best keeper in the division i would agree i would agree so, it's just it's just what what we've what we've said to convince gasaniga to come in as as a reserve really i mean he's, he's an excellent Number two, if um, if that is is what what's yeah. been agreed, hopefully it is because I think Rodak. I would worry if Rodak would want to stay if he was number two again this year mm. because he deserves to be playing first team football in the championship. Yeah, I agree. Well, we've strengthened the goalkeeper position. We strengthened the wing with Harry Wilson. What other areas do you think we need to strengthen? I mean, I'll give you the names of some some players that we've been linked with, but um, that I plucked out of out of our team chat earlier. Will Hughes, Watford midfielder, who's refused a new contract. I think he's a central midfielder. He's only 26. I'd, I'd definitely go for that. I think central midfield is an area that we really need to strengthen because I'm, I'm anticipating that Angisa and Seri are probably both going to be moved on. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. He, he, I remember when he, was, uh, when he was at Derby, when he was you know, 18, 19, he was brilliant. And I think he's been, he was quite decent for Watford as well um, when he played. Uh, so I think you know he'd be he'd be a good again a good squad player. I think we need to maybe bring in a player who is going to be starting week in week out as well. Um, I mean you know we will have some decent midfielders, uh, especially if um, Kearney's fit. So you know we could build a good squad, but we do need that kind of for want of a better phrase marquee player in the middle. Um, and you're right, I don't think Angus is going to be staying. And well, not particularly keen on Seri staying, and rather sort of he shipped off. But yeah, we've. Uh, Definitely got some sort of promising, promising irons in the midfield fire. Uh, another player that we've been linked with, uh, central midfielder, Swansea captain Matt Grimes, another 26-year-old. Um, sounds like that one could possibly be happening. I mean, Matt, you you mentioned that one earlier as well. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, well, Jay Mack in our team chat was, um, you know, wetting himself at the prospects of Matt Grimes's. Uh, <laughs> Who scored stats? Which um, I kind of, I can't admit I've looked at, but um, you know, ca- captain central midfielder from one of the top six teams last season. You can't really argue with that. And from from seeing the way the way he plays, I think he's not a direct replacement for Johanovic. He's not quite that type of player, but he's certainly someone who can play football in midfield. So um, I'd be all for that. Same with Will Hughes. Either one of those. I think would probably start for us as it stands with the squad. Um, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be on board with with either of those coming in. To be honest. Cool. All right. We've already men- mentioned uh, Rodrigo Muniz. 
Uh, what about Tom Tribal? We've been linked with him uh, in a loan move from Norwich. He's a German defensive midfielder, 28-year-old. Know much about him? Nope. No. <laughs> Fabulous. Brilliant. Let's, 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 let's oh, I guess sign we've him up got, We've got to remember that we've got Harrison Reed there, although I think he's injured at the moment, isn't he? So... Well, yeah, we have got Harrison Reed, but if Angisa goes, then we don't really have another defensive midfielder, do we? Michael Hector. Yeah, well, Hector was playing for Jamaica, wasn't he? Exactly, yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't even first choice. That He was on the bench for the most part. Mm. Um, yeah. But no, we might only play with one, depending on how what motion he plays. We uh, definitely need right. bodies in, in midfield, don't yeah. we? Just, yeah, bodies. Let's yeah. face it, we can't. We can't rely on Tom Kearney to be fit for a whole season or even or maybe Harrison even Reed. half a season these days yeah. or Harrison Reid. Um, so if, if Tom Tribal plays there and he's comes in as a squad player, then maybe he's he's good enough to to rotate there. Um, it's hard to see. I mean, we haven't got much after that, have we? As we just said, I mean, Stephen Sessegnon, I suppose he sometimes has played in central and defence midfield. He kind of... I think he, he can sort there. of play. Yeah, he's he's played. Okay. I think he played there for us, didn't he? Uh, he's definitely played there for England. Um, well, the the youth team um, potentially, but I don't want to be relying on him to be playing there for for us next season. So, yeah, we we need we need bodies in the mid in the middle. I think yeah. another position that probably needs looking at is the centre backs. I mean, I was looking at the squad today and. Um, Things, I feel like we got we got Totin, Hector, potentially Dennis Adoy, and then Mawson and Congolo, who seem to have like half a working hamstring between them. So if one of them goes, we're going if, to if we can glue if we can glue parts of Mawson and Congolo together, right, and then register yeah. them as one player, maybe maybe we can get some games out of them this season. Well, we've, we've but, also um, got Dennis Dennis Adoy, Tim Ream, Maxime Lamarchand. All great options at something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not defending, but great options. <laughs> well, no, we, we get one more, you know, one more year of an experienced ream. You know, he might have yeah. uh, might have found some extra pace or something. <laughs> didn't didn't the team who um, who thought Abubakar Kamara was a good option last season also want Lamarchon now? So um, I think maybe we should. Um, Seed to their terrible judgment and let him let him go to Dijon. <laughs> do they not try? Do they not try and sign um, Kamara on a full on a full transfer? Yeah, he evidently didn't cut the mustard there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You've been storing that one up for months. Yeah. You? <laughs> waiting for that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, the the other person I've got on my list is Arsenal winger, twenty one year old Reese Nelson. Um, we've been linked with loaning him as well. Anyone know anything about him or is that going to be another swift no? Let's move on. I, I only know about him because one of my best mates is an Arsenal fan and he, years ago, seemed to think he was going to be a good player one day. Um, but then he also thought Jeremy Aliadier was a good player and uh, Francis Jeffers, among others. <laughs> so uh, his judgment is, is in question. When was the last time you spoke to your mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He also he also got Lewis Bermorty on the back of his of his shirt as uh, Arsenal shirt the season before they got rid of him to Southampton. So um, wow. his judgment is in question. But from what I, my understanding is, he's um, he's a quick, direct winger more more so than anyone's we've got. So I think we need that kind of player. So um, I'd be right with that coming in. At this rate. Well, so many are they? They're not wingers though, are they? Oh, no, but that's still my problem with it. Players, Knockout I mean, cuts have... in and. 
shoots over the bar or, or gets a shot blocked every single time. Cavalero can't score unless it's 35 yards out um, and he cuts in all the time. So we've got no one who kind of hits the line and gets across it, have we, really? Maybe Reese Nelson can, can do that. Um, who knows? Well, if we weren't to add any new signings, uh, God forbid, then where do you think this squad's capable of finishing? Moore, so come to you first. If we don't sign in players, but keep the ones we've got, I think we're a top two side. Um, <clears throat> because if we have Angisa, Mitrovic, um, you know, Harrison, fit Harrison Reed, Tete, we've got a couple of decent keepers, everything, yeah, it's quite a well balanced team. Uh, so there's no reason why we can, you know, especially with this league this season, you know, usually you look at the championship and go, it's actually a very strong division, but this time around, teams aren't spending money. There isn't any money to be spent. Um, you know, we've gone out and spent, well, actually we haven't spent any money on Wilson yet because it's been paid from next season, but we could be spending more on Wilson than pretty much half the teams put together this window. So it's going to be, I think it's just going to be a case of uh, endurance this time around. And I certainly think if the players play to their high standards, then surely we have to be going back up again. So your season's prediction is we're going up. Perfect. Lovely. All right. Matt Dom, how about you, mate? Yeah, I mean, as it stands, I think that's a top one squad. I really do. <laughs> um, it's obviously massively hypothetical, but Anguissa running in the midfield and against some of these teams in the championship this this year will be an absolute joy to watch. Um, he, he would be by some distance the best midfielder in this league, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, we've got, as Morgan mentioned, we've got a really strong squad. And importantly, we've got a squad of players who, who aren't on loan as well, which I think is quite, it's been potentially our downfall in the last you know, few seasons. We've had to rely a lot on loan players. Um, so, I, I mean, I doubt it's going to be the case. And I think we'll probably see quite a few players leave. But if there's ever a season to break the bank and just go for it, uh, and hope you go up and find, you know stretch the financial limits as we we kind of you guys talked about on the po- podcast last time. It's this season when other other strug- clubs are struggling with um, the impacts of COVID, um, and we've got a bit of bit of a parachute from being relegated and not having spent much last year. Let's go for it. Let's try and keep all of those all of those players, and and we go up easily. I think. Yeah, I'm the same. I think with that squad there, I think that has to be going up. But um, the one thing I'm not sold on is whether that squad there would stay up in the Premier League if we went up again. So it's just that might send us up, but would it be would it be enough to prevent a major reshuffle next summer? I'm not sure, but I'd love to be proved wrong. Obviously, I think, yeah, this side would, could and should go up. Um yeah, it's just, I think this first second, but then I really don't know what would happen after that if we went up. I'm not sold, but obviously there's a year and a bit to go before that. It's even a like minor possibility. I think so, I think as well bringing in the likes of um, Harry Wilson and some of the other names you've been mentioned with, they're pretty young. I mean, he's, what, 24? Um, he's played reasonably well in the Premier League before for Bournemouth. I think... That kind of signing is potentially you've got 
they could step up still. I think there's still a chance for someone like Harry Wilson to be able to play in the Premier yeah. League. It doesn't yeah. hasn't happened for him yet. Um, so I think it's quite sensible to bring in that kind of player who's on the border of Championship Premier League potentially could could step up next season. Yeah, and I think some of the players we've been linked to are certainly in that kind of bracket as well. It's definitely positive intent. But then again, I think a couple of years ago, you would have said the same when we signed Cavaliero and Knockout, and you can see how that turned out. But obviously, <laughs> I think Wilson, Wilson, I'm hoping, is going to be different. Fingers crossed. All right, nice one. Well, it looks like we're going up then. Um, <laughs> what, do, what do you think? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, I think it would be it would be disappointing if we didn't go up with the squad that we've got now. Um, but I, I'm with Dylan, and I, I do. Well, the proof's in the pudding, really, isn't it? This squad's just come back down, and we haven't really added to it enough yet. And we've lost most of the the first team from last season, so we're kind of relying on on more of the squad players. But the squad players should be enough with a couple of additions to to get us up. So I'm just hoping that if we do make it up again then we we make a better fist of it. And that, that's just our, our major Achilles heel at the moment, isn't it? Staying up. And if we if we get over that first bump of staying up, then who knows how long we can stay up for. But yeah, pain in the arse. Anyway, let's leave it there, guys. Cheers for that. Just a reminder to everybody listening to subscribe to us wherever you usually get your podcasts from. If you haven't already listened to the show we released last week where football finances expert Tristan Potterich explained financial fair play, then I heartily recommend you dig that out and give it a listen. Once again, you can find that wherever you found this show. Thanks for joining us once again this season. We'll be here for you twice a week throughout the season, usually on a Monday and a Thursday, and we look forward to talking plenty of Fulham-related nonsense together as the season unfolds. Speak to you next Thursday for our preview of the opening game of the season against Middlesbrough. Cheers, then. Fulham.